0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It is born in the fury of the most violent storms on earth. It has traveled thousands of miles, building in strength and size. And here, in a remote corner of the planet, some men will not run from its fury. They will ride it. You're not ready for it. I'm ready. So when the wave breaks here, don't be there or you're going to get drilled. He's a
1: modern savage.
2: If I say it's safe to surf this beach, Captain, it's safe to surf this beach! What's he searching for? The ride. The ultimate ride. What's up! The only thing
0: surfers have in common with the rest of America is they're unemployed and love crystal meth. Okay, and welcome to another edition of Surf Center brought to you by Free Radicals. I'm Chad White with Damien Farrenfort, and today we're gonna talk about what are we gonna talk
2: about today, Doom? The same thing we've been talking about every single day for the last six weeks. <laughs> COVID nineteen, the effects, and how it's really jolting our lives right now as a surfer. So, uh, and how wham we- our beaches are closed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And just yeah, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it, it's probably blocked up or clogged up your social the last few weeks of people, you know, either railing down an HB to open the beaches or San Clemente or kind of even further all the way up to La Jolla, So it's definitely a hot topic right now. We've seen the opinions of people like Tudor, Bolas and a few different people kind of arguing for the beaches open. Then you've got people like Sal and them arguing against opening the beaches, right? Um, yeah. So It's a hot topic. I mean, it's just it's a pretty touchy subject in general. So we're going to try get in and try and not push an agenda what we believe and kind of let other people dictate, like kind of lead the conversation and just kind of stand as a platform for you guys to be able to make your own assumptions and figure it out, right? Yeah, I think you just set the bar really high, though, if you're talking to me and and you give me
0: any opportunity to kind of politicize something. um, Typically, anybody that knows me is going to know that I'm going to pretty much get right into that. Um, but I'll, I'll try to do my best to just keep it, um, as, as objective as possible without getting too much, uh, opinion. Um, one way to sort of look at this, and I think something that's informing the way that everybody else is thinking about this is that, you know, we're all, we're all sort of in these camps already. Unfortunately, this country is so divided and, and we're, you know, we're all sort of like in the red camp or the blue camp. Um, you know, the, the, and, and the way that the news cycle works and the way that, that information flow works, we all sort of gravitate to our own little echo chamber. Like, I'm super left, so I'm listening to MSNBC and any other lefty kind of stuff that I can get my hands on. And then, you know, somebody else might be listening to Fox News. And so we're getting completely different channels or different signals from, from whatever channels of information that we're, we're listening to. And that's kind of I think one of the one of the things that, that we've noticed about the way that surfers are reacting to this. It's like it's very very clear that you know you might want to even bend the information that you're listening to, or or you might have a bias, certain bias that that's going to drive the way that you think about something. So if you really want the beaches to open, um, you're going to say this COVID thing's no big deal, and you're going to be able to kind of gravitate toward that. And if you and if you feel like you're pretty, t- you know, you really want this this whole flatten the curve thing to happen faster and get us back out there um and get the economy started again in a way that we won't have to you know start and stop like we don't want another one of these big waves to come through um then you might be more you know more willing to kind of you know take a few more days off of surfing and you know work on your abs or something so um you saw something doom that was i think what really sparked this whole thing was in huntington beach right yeah
2: so i you know i moved to the u.s 10 years ago but i just became american a few months ago, so. Obviously, I've been, I learned a lot about through the process of becoming American, you have to study kind of how the system works and which so I, learned, I learned a lot about government and which was quite interesting and the bureaucracy of it all. But one of the biggest things I've seen since living in the US is I've never been to another country that's more divided, right? When it comes to, to your point, right? Like to the, the Republican and Democrat, you know, right. South Africa, you've got two parties two, and there's a bit of a divide, but there's a lot of crossover and they agree and they champion each one another when they do something good, Right but this country oh, that's very the, foreign yeah this country the divide is insane and yeah this is the first time that i've really seen it roll into surf like now yeah. the, the parallels between like what's going on in surf and the divide between people yeah and like should we should we open the beaches and should we we shouldn't is very similar to like the democrats and the republicans right totally everybody's like fucking losing their minds. so last week at my family my wife's family lives down in oc and we we're visiting them and Admittingly, I snuck down to Newport for a surf and when I was driving down, there was, this was Saturday morning and there was still protesters left over from that big Friday rally that we saw. And there was like a, you know, there was a dude standing with his board that said like open our beaches. And right behind him was a massive, somebody standing with a massive Nazi symbol and The head of Gavin Newsom was below, but it was blocked out, right, by the guy's board. Right. So So you you just thought it was a Nazi. So now you've got like radical right wing Trump supporters. Like, I'm sorry, if you're willing to write to draw a Nazi uh, logo, a swastika, on a board, and and regardless of the context to Newsom and that kind of thing, it's a pretty radical statement. No, it's heavy. So you've got like these surfers and then these Trump supporters, basically all. Pushing the same agenda, regardless of that server believes in Trump being a good president, right? So now yeah. all of a sudden you're matching servers of Trump supporters, at radical right wing. Swastikas, as you said, you're an asshole.
0: You, you, paint a swastika, you're a dick. Like let's, let's. That's one thing that surfers. I hope we all agree on. And and if you don't agree on that one, like I don't have to do.
2: And I'll actually, yeah, to contradict myself, I'd, I'd be okay if somebody did like a Trump's face and a swastika on his forehead. Kind of right. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah, mean like yeah, a Charlie right. Manson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. a Charlie kind of Manson for be, mash up I, for Trump. Yeah, I would be okay with that. But that's yeah. uh, the rare one. But... So,
0: but I mean, I think that was it, right? There's this neat thing about surfing that we, you know, we are a bit. You know we're mischievous fuckers, and we like to do kind of we've always and one of the cool things about surfing
2: is that we've always liked to do so and be a bit you know totally surfing is a complete like you know there's that rebel aspect to it and we yeah. all grew up and it's defiance and that's what you want to do but it was never like that where it affects somebody else's life that's right so you know and that's 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 been my personal take on it is I've stayed indoors and you know I've got a bit more going on like with my wife being pregnant and so I'm mm-hmm. being like a bit more cautious because I have to be. Than I would usually, and I'm dying to surf, and I've probably had three surfs in these six weeks. Yeah. Um, but I just, I just think as soon as you, do, your actions affect somebody else, it it becomes dangerous, and that's when you should actually stop and like think about like what's the bigger picture here. Like we we spent a lot of time in Japan last year, and they're on their roads, it's like 80 kilometers an hour, which is like obs- on their freeways, right, which is absurdly slow. But we're driving like 120, 130 k's an hour, you know, kind of 80 miles an hour, and you got pulled over by the cops and they just wished you on your way because like, Hey, just don't bother anyone else. And that's it kind of, and as we dug a bit deeper and figured out like why they didn't get a ticket and this and that we came to learn from the local guy that was taking us around in Japanese culture as it's all about the group, not the individual, first of all. Mm -hmm. But secondly, like, so whatever you're doing, as long as you're not affecting other people's lives. So if you want to be a drunk idiot and like fall over and do that, totally cool police will watch you wish you well on your way maybe give you some water to even help you feel better yeah but the minute you're yelling at somebody or making somebody uncomfortable arrested taken down now now you've done it so you learn how to operate with the bigger group in mind versus your individual self well
0: the interest i mean to to, to just further that point remember we were crossing the street with randy um, Panning big shout out to randy pennington yeah, we... you are a frit. you and and, and koto, koto are a genius we love you guys so hopefully you're listening and we miss you we miss you and we'll see you soon hopefully um anyway but we are crossing the street to go for a surf and i almost jaywalk because there's no cars around and randy stopped me from doing it and he said well the reason you don't jaywalk in japan isn't because of the law it's because if some kid sees you um you might be an influence on that kid and so you know, nobody would ever jaywalk because they want the kid to not get any kind of so it's just it's really all about Japan's amazing and and the people are so sweet. And I'm sure that, you know, there's probably looking you know, there's probably everybody has their own opinion, I'm sure, but the fact is is that it's about the it's about the we, not the me. Yeah, that's and it. I think that we as Americans is really about the me. Well and and but even to even just to to, to go to the point you were saying, when we say if you're affecting somebody else, right? You're you're saying, well, I would I don't want my actions to affect somebody else, right? That's when you're that's really the, the line that you need to draw. Well, if you don't think your actions are gonna affect somebody else, because the news feed that you're getting is saying that this is all kind of a hoax and it's bullshit, then you really just don't believe that your actions are affecting anybody else. You know, um, we have Matt on on uh, Matt Mayhem Biolis on um, the, the program a little later, and you know he mentions the fact that like he just doesn't believe that there should be masks in public now i'm not saying that he shouldn't believe that he believes that to the bottom of his core because he just doesn't believe that you're spreading this thing around outdoors so he has an information stream that's telling him that i've got an information stream that's telling me you definitely need to wear a mask outside i don't know that i'm right and he doesn't know that i mean he he might be right i might be right but because we're so again the 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 divide in the u.s is really now manifesting itself in surf and it and it's it's a bit
2: disturbing to both of us. So, Absolutely. And look, as surfers, we're all sitting here. We've got nothing but time on our hands. Yeah. I'm not, so for, for me or whoever, if you're a surfer and you you lost your job or whatever's going on, you're one escape. And there's no escape better than surfing, right? Oh, like it is yeah. the one thing that you can have a half your arm falling off and you take up on a wave and you forgot that your shark just put half your arm off. And you just yeah. rip this wave, right? It's, yeah. You know, I, you, you see people surf through some pretty radical stuff. So yeah. they're dealing with a lot. They want to go surf to get that escape, yeah. But and they can't. And there's waves, so there's like it's all these kind of things that play right that are kind of creating this.
0: Yeah, and and it's weird too. Regionally, it's different, right? Like up here, up here, you know, we were all crying when we saw Malibu going off. Like Malibu was just as good. You know, the sand's all amazing, and it was as good as it gets. A couple weeks about a month ago, right when this whole yeah. thing started. It was really good, and no one was surfing. Um and and you know it was different because up here you just didn't hear the kind of whining from our crew not that much you heard a couple of, a little bit of stuff but nothing like the not they weren't calling it like Gavin Newsom's tyranny you know yeah. they weren't like Gavin Newsom is a Nazi he's, he's a tyrannical leader he's unconstitutional it wasn't that right it was like a, it was like shit lame bummer but it wasn't totally. like the same thing so depending on where you live is going to be kind of how you react to it, huh? Yeah, and
2: then the mistake they made was, personally, is opening up some beaches and not others, right? So people flock to that. Like, yeah, a surfer, I drove down to OC and surfed down there. Yeah. Right? So, how's that Pacific being, Beach photo? Yeah, exactly. We saw that from Pacific Beach in San Diego. It's like a few hundred people out when they opened it up. So, if they were going to open up, they had to open up every beach. Right. Um, now, that, so, to, you'll hear Matt talk about it later, but to his point, he talks a bit about like, you, you, you work hard to live in a beach town and that's one of your kind of amenities that you get to enjoy. That's right. You know, so how do you And do you're that? healthy. And you're healthy and that, yeah. So, and it's very fortunate to live. We're very fortunate to live six minutes away from Topanga Beach. Right? Yeah, that's right. Um, but how do you tell somebody that doesn't live near the beach that they can't come to the beach? Because well, the beach to me is always the last free holiday. And well, I like mean, it's... I can do
0: that all day long. I've been saying Val, go home for, you know, 35 <laughs> yeah. years. I can continue to say it. No, I'm, I'm okay. joking course vows are all welcome and you guys both, mostly vows rip on honest anyway so yeah. it doesn't really matter are there all the vows left anymore oh bro the marshall brothers
2: the, yeah, the, yeah, the they're the kings they're, of the vows <laughs> and they're the coolest motherfuckers out there yeah. another um, shout out to the marshall brothers yeah anyway so we so we have matt on the show he's insightful super intelligent he needs no introduction you know matt is matt is somebody that really just devours information yeah he reads a lot like you speak to him and he's got he's really got a unique approach to any subject that you talk about Every time I have a conversation with him, I'm kind of left. He's almost got that Pat Tenori effect where you're kind of left wanting more. You want to be around him longer. Yeah. Like he's a he's a very charismatic dude. And and to me personally, he's one of the smartest individuals in surf, in the surf industry, right? He's managed to build an amazing board company, a lasting totally. company. Like each year, the guy can sell three hundred Tesla boards at a thousand dollars a piece in yeah. thirty seconds online, right? And then he'll do this collab with Antisocial Social Club, which is like, you know, if you're into streetwear, that's one of like the most um, Hard to get most like high, high highest reselling uh, brands, right? So, he's done all these pretty crazy things. He's managed to keep the brand alive for. It's been a long time that he's kept it relevant and Mm -hmm. kept people as excited. And then, you know, obviously a surfboard speak to himself. So, um, we'll we'll, we'll we'll let Matt take it away from here. Yeah, but when we let me just really quick before we jump to Matt, the the one thing I was going
0: to say about him is that you know we. We all follow him on Instagram, or if, you know, if you surf, you probably have you follow a handful of these guys, and I'm sure Matt's on your feed, right? So, you know, some of the stuff he was posting was one of the reasons we wanted to call him because we thought, oh, he's going to be super like hyperbolic, and he's going to be totally opinionated, and he's going to have this gnarly like you know this 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 kind of heavy um, heavy-handed approach to the situation. And he was, as you'll hear, you know, now is he's, he's very nuanced about it. I mean, he's definitely got some opinions, but. The dude thinks, and he's very curious as an individual, which is why I think Damien and I were talking about this earlier, which we really just think that's why he's so successful as an individual, is that his curiosity um, and his and his thoughtfulness about the way he approaches any subject is is actually really impressive. So uh, Mayhem, take it away. So, I
3: mean, thanks for coming on, uh, Chad. I've been doing this for a few maybe like we've done a few now but we just launched about a week ago and in the response has been good so far apparently the network that we're doing with this it's their best launch so far it's getting some views and then obviously with you on the voice the voice that will promoters, and ashton you know mr goggins he'll be he's excited he wants to launch with his weekly best of this friday so we'll get lots of coverage there but i think we first wanted to kind of just chat to you what what we've tried to do is kind of root all our episodes in surf and then kind of talk about the business side of it and kind of everything that exists around it right like from the peripheral vision and then how can we we kind of always want to try to leave whoever the listener is with some kind of call to action or some kind of insight or something that they can take and apply to whether it's a mom-and-pop shop or whatever it is right so obviously you're a very polarizing character and have always had a lot to say and been outwardly spoken about what business looks like in the surf industry and you know what's the best thing, best way forward, and then with what's been going on, you know, I think there's a lot to talk about. So I'm sure maybe we can even just start with you on the business front, Matt, and like how this is affecting your business.
1: Um, pretty. If the way it's affected our business is fairly similar to how it's affected most small businesses, it's made it you know nearly impossible to effectively run a business. Um, you know, we've got we're our we've got a small chain of surf shops. You know, we have a couple, basically one store in California and a little outlet, and we have a couple stores in Florida. You know, the California store has been shut tight for seven weeks now, and seven weeks today or tomorrow. And uh, Florida, we just opened back up a couple of days ago. They were shut for like five weeks or a month. Um, and then our surfboard manufacturing, you know, realistically uh march april may are our busiest months of the year here in america trying to fill up all the surf shops and we were completely locked up tight in our factory for over a month and then kind of started doing a few little things not worthy of any mention but started making a few boards here and there the last couple weeks but we're gearing up now and getting ready to start building boards again at a proper level
3: yeah, it seems quite strange to shut down your surfboard business when
1: the guys are wearing masks and gloves to begin
3: with, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a very isolated kind of business. It's We're, we're experts at self-isolating. We all work in our own shaping rooms. And my machine operator's, you know, wearing complete safety gear and running CNC machines completely by himself all day. And You know, the laminators and hot cutters and thin guys, are, they're wearing, like, hazmat suits and cartridges, huh. for, you know, respirators with cartridges and gloves and using acetone and which is you know probably i don't think anything could live through a dose of acetone yeah <laughs> i think that's
3: going to be the new hand sanitizer
1: yeah yeah I can't find any alcohol but i got a 60 gallon drum of acetone in my factory yeah <laughs> there's people hit a lot worse than us you know um but it definitely difficult and it was a broad sweeping stroke you know the government they didn't have a lot of time to worry about details so they just had to make these broad strokes and they allowed a lot of businesses to stay open that probably safely shouldn't be open and they closed a lot of businesses that were uh, were probably fairly safe and easy to, to run without high risk
3: can you can you just shed a little light on like exactly when so when the government comes and says hey you're you got to shut down how, how specifically did that go down? Is it like letters and phone calls and email? Is it just
1: Not at scary? all. There's no direct contact for us. Um, we just looked at the rules and then you, you, being a, a legitimate business, we call our counsel and
2: we,
1: you know, you guys know Riola. Everybody knows Riola. He called and talked to a few different lawyers that we're friends with and we work with off and on. And, yeah. you know, the big, I mean, there was no like secret police Gestapo coming and knocking on our the surfboard factory doors checking up on us. I know that was kind of happening up in L.A. Garcetti got a little out of control, the mayor there. But here in Orange County, most of the small surfboard factories stayed open. They just kind of kept building boards and said, oh, if someone's going to shut me down, I'll shut down. But it kind of flew under the radar. We, you know, we have a lot of employees for, for a surfboard business and, and we run a very legitimate business. You know, everything's on payroll and taxes and workers oh, yeah. comp and and all that. So, We, our advice from the from the legal side of it was, you know, workman's comp's not going to cover anything unless you're on a. If you're running your business during this time and you're not on that list of approved businesses, and someone gets hurt, um, even if it's not, you know, Wuhan connected, if someone just cuts their finger off, I don't. We're advised that workman's comp and our insurance is not going to cover anything. You know, God forbid, you know, some of my shapers are in their 60s. What if one of them, you know, gets sick and gets a huge hospital bill? And we would be completely yeah. left open to that, you know, it being, you know, considering being in California, which is so lawsuit happy of a liberal welfare state, you know. So we we played a <laughs> Yeah,
3: well, I mean, I think that was that's definitely like a so it was totally voluntary. It wasn't like it wasn't the jackbooted thugs. We were out voluntary. The door yeah. like we.
2: Even
1: <laughs> even I mean, uh, over a week before the mandatory shutdown, we were proactive. You know, we started um, we put up signs throughout all the factories, telling everybody to you know bring hands. So we actually supplied hand sanitizer, and we made a lot of like random rules just by scanning the 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 social kind of radar of what was coming down through the government recommendations, you know, back when like San Francisco closed. And so we actually started putting up, you know, warnings to all our employees. We kept our business doors closed during business hours and started trying to like hoping if we do everything right, we won't get a mandatory shutdown. But after about a week of that, it was the hammer came down.
3: And uh, was your business able to get any government grants, like the SBA loans or the paycheck protection program? We, we got our PPP loan. Yes. We got our payroll loan. So that's, I mean, that's got to offer like a small amount of relief. Right? I mean, it's obviously, it, offers, it
1: too- offers a lot of, it offers a large amount of relief. Yeah. But it's really, really tricky. I mean, to, to get it at a rate, they, they call it, a, it's either a loan or a grant. And if you spend it the way they tell you to spend it, it becomes, you know, a grant where they, they, uh, you're relieved of the duty to pay back a certain amount of the loan but the rules and regulations to actually hitting that are very, very difficult. So the most of it is basically a very low interest loan. You know, you can't you can't spend the money if you can't open your factory. <laughs> it's really hard to spend the money if you can't open your factory, um, especially when your employees are already collecting unemployment. You know, state oh, unemployment. A lot of them are already collecting state unemployment, and they're collecting that government. A $600 a week government bonus, um, which, you know, you add those together and someone who's making $20 an hour or less can make more money just sitting at home than they would going back to work. Uh, Plus, you know, we couldn't really put people back to work anyways. So, you know, you have the employees and the companies like ours who pay into unemployment, you know, every paycheck, it comes out of our business. So you know, let them use it. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: And will you look to high
1: back all your stuff or just be a percentage? Yeah, I mean, we're going to do, we're going to use as much as we can. We're going to be as aggressive as we can. You know, we're still not able to, we're still not officially being told that we can run our business. Even the manufacturing, there's hints that things are going to start to open up. Oh, you know, retail is going to be able to do curbside service in a couple of days. We can like, but like Friday the, the the 8th or something, but that curbside, you can't you can't pay your bills doing curbside business. Like, can I see five different sizes and colors of reef sandals and bring them out to the sidewalk? Yeah. Can you grab me every size Rad Ripper you have yeah. in the store and ding half of them while you're carrying them out into the street for me to fondle with my dirty covid hands <laughs> yeah and
3: at that stage right like you you've now you've paid an employee so that somebody can come and look at stuff and not and not buy it and so you, yeah it seems to me that it'd be it's tricky it's, you know the restaurant business is going through a lot of the same thing and probably will go through it for a lot longer hopefully a lot longer than you'll go through it because you know this is just the nature of their business but it does seem a little yeah it's funny. crazy but, i mean
1: yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's scary yeah. but we're, we're ready we're ready to start building surfboards again and you know when that we can really once we're allowed to work properly like full steam ahead, then we can really capitalize on that um that little government socialist loan that we've applied for and we' luckily received, so we can right. put it to use you know so yeah. so that
3: you know in terms of running a business, you're a manufacturer right, so obviously there's you know the
1: the bulk of I our business is manufacturing and then we are we're, we're a licensing brand you know like australia yeah. europe japan brazil bali you know hawaii yeah. we all have licensed manufacturing in all those places yeah and my licensing is down like you know 80 percent right now yeah,
3: yeah. i think yeah. that's kind of indicative of the whole industry we've been talking to a lot of yeah
1: so europe europe's europe's been down for nine weeks we haven't built a surfboard in europe for nine weeks and the biggest once again the northern hemisphere is the part of the biggest 12 weeks of the year from manufacturing surfboards. Australia is kind of trickling along. You know, they have a little something going on. New Zealand was shut for two months. Brazil's been shut for two months. Um, Hawaii, they're letting guys surf, but the manufacturing sector is shut. So we're, we're hammered from all around. So yeah, you, need, you need these beaches
3: little. to open up so guys can start breaking boards again. Yeah. So <orders>. Yeah. So it, it, with all this chaos and, and it, you know, it's, I think it's difficult for everybody, right? Like just this is in this era, right? We just have such a hard time understanding like where, where is actual, real, objectively true information coming from? So yeah. like, what, where, where do you get, where are you getting a lot of your, you know, information? Like what, what do you consider like the best, your best resources, not only as a businessman, but just as, just as an individual, um, like what, who do you trust to, to kind of navigate no one. through this
1: thing? I don't Nobody. trust anyone. No, because there, I'm not like full blown, like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Conspiracy madman or anything. But I mean, if you check his Instagram, he's like radical, but, um, yeah. you know, and guys like him, there's, there's that whole sector, but I tend to be a pretty moderate guy kind of apolitical i like i like to hear good things from both sides and put it all together but i pretty much firmly believe these are my opinions you're calling me you're asking my opinions i of think course. the news is is, is is um it's a business and maybe they're not you know you can say oh the news agencies they don't have an agenda but there's definitely on both sides of the political spectrum there's an agenda if you're fox you're always needing right if you're CNN, you're almost always leaning left. If you're the New York Times and the LA Times, you have an agenda. You know, you want to get that. You want to make things. You're always pushing to the left. Now, take even right. take that aside, and that's pretty. That can be. There's plenty of people that can argue that, but I firmly believe that. Sure. Aside from all that, an even bigger thing is they're all freaking businesses. News is a business, yeah. and since the internet started with websites and news is now a free market, you know, it used to be ABC, CBS, NBC, then it was, you know, then you had CNN, then you had Fox, and now you have all these other outlets. Okay. You have the guardian, the Atlantic, the, the blah, 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 there's dozens of them. They're all fighting to get on that main feed of Apple news. And it's just, it's like, It's like a scary, serious version of Howard Stern. It's all shock jock. It's all selling ads. It's all it really... I mean, it's so bad and it's so scary. And believe it or not, there's really, really good articles hidden underneath horribly sensationalized headlines. Like, I read a really, really good article um, on an interview with Fauci a couple days ago that was on National Geographic's website. And the headline was like full scare tactics, shock factor, right? Or just like yeah. and controversial. It's a real controversial headline. But when you start reading it, it was a really pragmatic interview, and Fauci was really down to earth and kind of even keel and and, and pragmatic is the word. And I disagree with certain things about him, but that he was saying. But I I, I think he's speaking to the unhealthy masses and us as Kind of coastal dwellers and surfers, we tend to. I don't think we're going to get hit as hard as, as a lot of the, the stereotypical overweight, unhealthy American that other countries talk about so much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah. so. But you mentioned. So I don't Fauci, think to answer I mean, your question. Yeah. I don't trust anyone, and I don't see one news source that seems unflawed at all. To me, they're all pushing some sort of an agenda, even if it's as as is, is innocent as trying to sell ads and clicks and, and run a business. They're all yeah. out there to to, 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 make money. So you've Portable got to read through them questions. all yes. and start to put together your own picture, your own painting. And, and that's kind of what I do. So in terms of like the
3: information about the actual virus, and you're saying that Fauci had some good stuff. So, you know, what, you know, what would, do you think that people like Fauci do have an agenda? Like, is there, is there sort of a, because you hear that a
1: lot, right? Like, you know, from, from, yeah. I guess I shouldn't say I, both, I, I, I hear a lot from I the writing. And- I, I, I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt, you know, like he's in a gnarly place. He's working, you know, he's obviously more of a liberal kind of guy and he lives in a liberal world of highly educated science and stuff like that. But he's working for, you know, the most hardcore right-wing kind of president, you know, like a, a businessman president. And he seems to be somewhat coexisting and he's walking the line. And I I, I I, don't, I can't see him as personally have an agenda. I just think that he's a scientist and his, he's got a, he's speaking science, whether it's sensationalized or not, he's like speaking to the masses. This is what's going on. You know, this is what can kill you. This is who can die. But I think it's more the media, uh, sensationalizing what they want to and highlighting certain things in headlines. And, and he's just playing it safe. I think he's just like overly what he's saying is it would be considered overly safe to super healthy kind of surfer type minded people. And to, you know, extreme classic American, you know, land of the free type, you know, red blooded American type, whatever gun toting right wing Republicans per se.
3: So on that, and if you, you don't know this, but on February fifteenth, I actually became an American. That's so. Uh, and oh, on the there
1: goes the neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> that's why this all started, actually,
3: because <laughs> uh, I was in a huge group with people from. Hundreds so of my son of hundreds. and I
1: were in we we're in Japan during it when during Chinese New Year in early Japan, early February, when this thing broke, and we were at this pretty small, low key ski resort, and we were guests of the management of the resort. And they told us 75% of the people there that week were Chinese and all the Japanese were wearing masks. I mean, anybody, you spent time in Japan, any basement, Japan, you get the sniffles or a cough, you put on a mask for the next week. And, and, uh, I was calling home My wife said, like, you wouldn't believe what's going on in the news here. You guys got to come home. It's crazy. If there's Chinese people there, you got to get out. Uh, it, was, it was wild. That's right.
3: So, Back to me being an American and trying to navigate my way through the Constitution and all that. Do you, uh, do you consider it unconstitutional or like what everyone's been saying on Instagram, un-American to close the beaches?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I do. But at the same time, it's just, these are just, I mean, and I was pretty vocal about the beach closing. and Because I think that the governor of California... Or the people who are in charge in Durban South Africa, they should understand the importance of coastal culture and community. And I think I'd like to see like not such broad strokes, just like beaches are clouds. You know, it's like it's it's like it took off and on, closed, open, yelling and screaming, they finally get to that point where like passive or active beach use is now approved, you know. And you know, in giant metropolises like LA and you know, I don't know. I'm trying to be pragmatic here, but realistically, uh, New York and New Jersey never closed surfing. Do this whole thing. All the surfers from Rockaway to Montauk surf do the whole thing, and it's just they had a benefit of you know colder early spring weather. It's not like you want to hang out with beach balls and on Long Island in, in, in March and April. Here in California. You know, when you go down to the beach and you see massive crowds of, you know, inland and non-coastal community types crowding the beaches during this, it it puts up a bit of a red flag. I, I, I can understand it. But at the same time, I mean, eight weeks ago or six weeks ago, I was chanting, like, you know, look, the early signs from New York and even the early signs from, like, Europe were, or even before that, China was close off certain cities. They could have closed off that Rochester, New York. They talked about doing it. And then, you know, the governor, there was like, that's un-American. Well, that's kind of, everything's un-American right now. If you went, yeah. if they would have gone and done detailed things, like everybody's staying there for in in three to four, you know, delegated zip codes during this. I don't know. It, it's all hard. It's easy to point fingers. But yeah. I just think that in general, Closing parks and beaches is—it's yeah—it's un-American. But everything that's going on right now is un-American.
3: Yeah, it's hard to point to that. Like we, you know, we up in LA, they still haven't done even. uh, I mean, obviously, you know, like you said, this—you know—this is about as populous a city as you can get, right? Um, Yeah. And they still haven't opened it for recreation. In fact, the funny thing is, is, I'm like, you know, the guy that's posting on the opposite side of what you're saying, typically going like. All right, let's just stay in a little longer, and then we can like all just actually go outside, and then we'll flatten the curve, and then we'll let, let, last less time if we just stay the fuck inside, right? Flatten so, the
1: curve means lengthen the curve. You know, we're gonna have to yeah. learn to live with it. I think you give us, you gave us six weeks. It's like it was like boot camp. It was like social yeah. distance training, and we all learned how to do it. We've been bombarded with what to do, and now it's like okay, you know, get out of the nest, go out and do it on your own. If you fuck up, you fuck up, you know, it's like it's, it's time to, you know, open up your wings and fly and and, and be responsible. It's, yeah, we've been talking every... about
3: that, too. It's like, you know, if people just wore face masks and gloves and stuff, you know, generally speaking, where you can't social distance and just everybody did it. But people are just dicks and they don't. <laughs> That's the problem. If people just go, oh, I don't have to do it. And then that one dude infects another dude or girl or whatever and just becomes like a uh, a bit of a, a brush fire, you know? So that's... Yeah, it can be... A, it, yeah. You know, yeah. people are... Well, if, if everybody was cool and smart and, like, logical about it, then I think it would be okay. But you got people running around without masks and saying it's a freaking hoax and all that. Look, other,
1: the, the yeah, ma- mask outdoors is... Mask outdoors is a fucking joke. Okay? Like, unless you're on the streets of New York or, in, in you know... L.A. doesn't even have that culture. We don't like that song, Walking in L.A., Nobody Walks in L.A. L.A. doesn't have super crowded walking streets except maybe people bumping into each other staring at the stars on Hollywood Boulevard. But, um, it, you know, you look at Tokyo, you look at New York, you look at places like that. In the mass on the outdoors here in California, it's just, yeah, it's not reality. It's... It just doesn't yeah, make that much I, sense. It doesn't. It's
3: it's a pipe dream. Well, I you think know? it's more of just like a just in case peripheral thing. Like it doesn't really matter. It's not hurting anybody to to wear one, not
1: really. You know, I mean, I don't it, think it's helping it, it, either. But I think indoors, sure. I mean, it, look, we're just talking opinions.
3: Yeah, you, sure. You of skip
1: course. to the you, you go to the root of it all, and this what this disease seems to be doing. And they're going to have to get more and more and more transparent about who really is dying and who really is getting sick. And to me, I think it's it's finally highlighting the breakdown that's been going on for 50 years of big food. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, it's fat, fried food, fatty food, processed food, sugar laden over the top, like 100 grams of sugar a day. It's some, um, you know, fast food. Clogged arteries, obesity, high blood pressure, hypertension. It's that classic, stereotyped, overweight, unhealthy, gluttonous American disease that big business and the government has kind of let happen. You know, cigarettes and all this. It's been building since kind of World War Two, you know, the sugar, and now you look back at these guys who made these kind of cool documentaries over the last d- decades, you know, like yeah. you know, su- super, super Size Me and yeah. the sugar ones, and the ones that showcase the the, the the mass market manufacturing of meat and chickens and the slaughterhouses and all that. It's all coming back, and now it's actually like this horribly dangerous and sad, um, it's almost like bad habits strike back. And this thing is just wiping through just all information that I can gather. I mean, sure, you get a red light, oh, an 18-year-old kid died, or oh, like my buddy was 30 and perfectly healthy, but yeah, maybe his dad had a heart attack and died at 48. I don't know. I'm just saying, all reasonable information, almost, it just looks like it's almost like a, gnarly strike back and and of this bad, unhealthy American culture of advertising and marketing, fast food, sugar, unhealthy, smoking and all that kind of stuff. Because it's just tearing through everybody that has addictions to those things. It's just horribly, horribly sad. That couldn't have been said better. I think you're absolutely
3: right. And that's something that like, you know, if you think about the fact that people sell this stuff, profit from it, and, and the reality of what it actually is, it's not food. They're selling it. It's like no. this thing you can put in your body, but it ain't food. It has no nutritional value. In fact, it's poison.
1: No, I mean, the serious, and, and, you know, the food pyramid from the 70s and 80s when I grew up, it's just like with carbs on top and meat right below that and then rice and vegetables below that. <laughs>
3: it's just like... Yeah. <laughs> hey, we grew up in the same yeah. era. I'll tell you right now, sugar,
1: frost, and flakes. Remember that shit? It's very first ingredient um, yeah. you know my kid i'm 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 a, I'm a i suffer from that i grew up in that i've always battled with weight yeah. not on an obesity level but hanging out with pro surfers i always feel like the fat guy right and um and my, but my kids you know i have four kids most of my kids have never been to taco bell Bell taco or jack in the box and then mcdonald's has been like maybe a, a frosty cone once a year like my kids have yeah. never had fast food beyond in and Out Burger or Chipotle. And that's kind of how my wife was raised. You know, she's 10 years younger than me. And she instilled that in my kids. And I think our, gen- our generation's kind of breaking, the- my children's generation's sort of breaking free from that, you know. But you go to classic America, you go to Waco to go surfing, and you see Popeyes and every conceivable fast food joint stacked four to six deep on every single corner there in central Texas. And you know that much of America is like that. And then you go to New York City, where you have the haves and the have-nots, and you got all these people making six and seven figures in a city with all these millions of people. And all those wealthy movers and shakers—they need a workforce underneath them. And we've all been to New York and ran around Manhattan, and, and there's just a there's a tragedy of of, of of you know obesity and high blood pressure and and, and smoking and alcohol and, and all that because it's a stressful life you know it's a stressful world to live in and, and there's thing's just ripping through that but you know you then you look at these kids on the um you look at these kids on the on the navy ship and something like i don't know i'm throwing out numbers but like 400 of them have it and you know six of them get taken to a hospital you know these 20 year old 25 year old kids and maybe one of some 60 year old like you know like you know upper upper level guy might have gotten really sick and that's problem because i don't know i mean the whole old age thing and maybe you know that's just 60 70 80 years of living in this american business-minded shove it down your throat world it's uh we've kind of done it to ourselves what do you think about like so it's kind of a
3: good that's a do you think that that should be regulated then because like i think it seems like so, like you. you I believe in education,
1: kind of not regulation. Okay,
3: and how does that
1: come about? What, what do you? Think I've educated my my that? wife. I give her most of credit. We've, edu- we've educated our kids. We don't regulate right. them so much as educate them. You definitely can yeah. regulate marketing. Yeah, like they do it with cigarettes and alcohol. You know, you can't buy an ad in a magazine. Of, for certain things and certain magazines, and you can't be on TV at certain times a day, and blah 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 blah. And they've tightened the screws on cigarettes tremendously in the last forty years. It'd be rad if they did that with McDonald's, you know? <laughs> right? I, right? yeah, I mean they're no longer. I mean, yeah, like think about growing up. McDonald's. Every they used cartoons to sell. I mean, McDonald, Ronald McDonald the Hamburglar and the Grimace was a big giant fat happy guy eating hamburgers all day, and and. and it's insane, you know, Jack in the Box is a cartoon, and so yeah, it's it's been directed at kids since day one, and, and, and I think that this virus is dramatically exposing the disease of America that's been going on since since just after World War II, I think. Yeah,
3: so I guess going back to the surfing and how this kind of all-related surfing, one of the things that kind of wanted us to reach out, and you know, I read your post the other day about Gene James and calling, um, Kevin Newsom, a what did you say? You said, uh, a, uh, a, what did you say? You said, uh, a Tyrannical a fascist. fascist. He's
1: an egomaniac. An, an elite I mean, he tyrants tyrants I'm going around. for clickbait too, you know, <laughs> he's an egomaniac. He's a socialite. He's a socialite, rich kid comes in from generations of politicians and, and, and deep pockets and he is social, he's socialistically minded. You know, they were raised to think like that, like prop up, you know, take care of the poor and, and, and tear down the, um, you know, I don't know. I don't want to get too political, but I, I he's not no, my kind you. of guy, but I'm not, I'm not a big Donald Trump guy, you know. I, I'm not, I don't,
3: so if you were a sofa really, living in the USA, what should your political stance be?
1: Knowing what the you know the Conservative Party does and the Liberal Party does, as well. I don't know. I'm not here to give that advice. But I like freedom. I believe in freedom. and I believe make your own mistakes. And, and you know these, these these Republican guys kind of believe in that too. You know, fuck up, make mistakes, try and start a business, try and do something from scratch. And and but you know you listen to Barack Obama and he's just a brilliant guy. I mean he's a guy kind of guy that. You know, I get drawn to these kind of um, intellectual guys. They're, they're awesome as well. So I think I do, I judge more like the man rather than the the, um, the the band they wear around the sleeve. I, and that's actually I, I,
3: that's, that's good to hear because I think what happens is like this 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 particular subject and and you know obviously the reason that we want to talk to you is because you're a pretty opinionated guy. But this particular subject, you know, of the Beach Closer's Closures and the coronavirus, and and kind of what that's done, you know, to further polarize everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So narrow, you know, yeah. it's Like Jimbo was saying, you know, you saw this thing. On, I don't remember where you saw it. Yeah, I went be like, on the weekend. Like my, my wife family lived down there. and I drove down and I snuck a sip at Newport. And there's, you know, this surfers standing with surfboards protesting, you know, open the beaches, and right behind them, people standing with big like Nazi symbols, and, you know, it's, it's referring to Gavin Newsom. But now all of a sudden, you've got these like radical right wing Trump supporters protesting next to the surface so uh, it becomes quite strange i, fellows, I think is what we we're trying to say well i think but, um, but in
1: this in california right now you, you look at orange county orange county is getting slapped on the wrist like nuisance nuisance because orange county is a bastion of right-wing politics and and, and you know the, the county supervisors and the, the uh, you know the lincoln club based here in orange county these are um It's a a wealthy go-getter kind of, you don't have that that Bay Area sort of liberal kind of, um, you know, hippie kind of culture that's come down from 50 years ago during the, the hippie culture up there, and... Down here, it's a little, it's a little extreme. And then they were kind of going over the top and snubbing their nose at him. And Newport and Huntington was saying, "We're not going to put up rules, and people can do whatever they want on our beaches." And, and you know, the guy snapped. And it shows a weakness on him. You know, if you, if you want to show that you're on your way to being president, you want to show. He, it was a personal swipe. There's spite involved in what he did. You know, but you know damn well he threatened to close every beach in California, and then someone got him calmed him down that night, and then the next morning he goes, okay, just Orange County. So, no one's putting their nose up at him like Orange County, you know, the, the, um, no one. It's just, it's just kind of, I don't know, maybe it's the ghost of Tricky Dick kind of reverberating Mr. Orange County, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. you just look at these old, original right-wingers, they kind of, you know, those two guys I mentioned, and others like him, it, it i don't know it's just but at the same time you know here we we're super you know latino and worker friendly and you know i went to a high school that's 75 hispanic and i can it's not like like a bunch of radical raging gun-toting uh motor city madman ted nugent types here we just like just want kind of like be able to you know, do our own thing and run our businesses and raise our kids and, and and surf. We figured out a way to surf every day when pretty much without leaving our area that I consider my home turf. I went to Newport yesterday to meet some friends, you know, at the after San Clemente was all the way open. We went up there just to go meet some friends and surf some little waves. But for the most part, I wasn't, you know, driving up on all, San Francisco never closed. Let's point that out. I mean, there's, is there a more liberal city in America? And they let surfing happen there the entire time. So in Southern California, how do you do that? You have to get detailed. You have to roll up your sleeves and, and do the detailed things so that the beach communities can go out and use their greatest asset to, to remain healthy and soak up sun and get exercise without fear of, you know, the inland masses who I'm not casting them as horrible people but to just come down and have a party on the beach because they're pent up frustration for being home for every day for a month you know
3: yeah i like the way australia did it i heard kelly kept getting kicked out of beaches because he kept surfing out of you know where he lives and on the gold coast but you were only kind of allowed to surf within your area code and if you didn't have the same number plate they would check well
1: that was common sense and i caught a lot of hell for posting that before they even closed trestles. they made a post somewhat like that on my Instagram before trusted closed, and there was a big weekend there and there was just families from all over Southern California posted up on the beach at lowers. And they're all good people. They want their kids to surf the best wave and they want to turn it. They want to raise little Griffin gold pintos. And they're all, you know, great people to think like us. But when the, during that situation to see that happening, I just got frustrated and riled up and, and made a shout saying, listen, if this continues, these Marines are not going to put up with it. These State Park guys are not going to put up with it. They're going to shut it down so you, you have to did. be smarter. Oh, and everybody jumped on my ass so much. You're an elitist. You're a protector. Blah, blah, blah. A week later,
3: boom, over. How are the guys in the boat?
1: I mean, they cooked it, yeah. it pretty good. It's a good thought. Yeah, good so that's... The only people that can really deal with that unless you screw up and your boat goes to shore like what happened to them would be the harbor patrol and they're orange county sheriffs essentially they race down from dana point and those guys are under pretty heavy orders from that our sheriff you know i forget his name right now but the the orange county sheriff the head guy who said we will not enforce these orders from newsom so i kind of almost think that not much can really happen you know you can Probably go down there and do that, and maybe get a slap on the wrist or get told to get out or whatever. But I don't think anyone's yeah. going to jail over
3: that. Jimmy Wilson got in some serious trouble in Coldban. He got arrested, three police hands behind the back. He's got a court case coming up. He's got to go to. He told me that he charges. didn't
1: get arrested. He told me that they handcuffed him, put him in the car, and let him out. Uh, Alright, really? but he's got to appear in court though, right? I did not hear that. It I yeah, is,
3: he, yeah, yeah. Saw him on Friday. He's got a case. But yeah,
1: that, I there. mean, and that's insane. That's like
3: nuts.
1: No. It's insane. So that, think, but meanwhile, think, they're letting. Meanwhile, they're letting hundreds of guys out of prison because they're a risk and they're. I mean, my one of my really good friends, his wife's a dispatch for L.A. County Police Department, and she's like, man, if you you could walk into a Seven Eleven right now, fill a grocery bag you know, and walk out, say, chase me. And if they call the cops, the cops are going to take the grocery bag for you and tell you to go away. And what they're going to do is they're going to bring back that amendment nightmare where everyone's just going to want to have a gun in their house because if the police aren't going to do anything, then you do it yourself. I'm just pretty much pretty, pretty pragmatic guy. And I just, um, I think just reasonable things kind of tend to rise to the top and radical hastily made decisions Tend to usually go south pretty quick. So let's just hope that we learn to live with this thing and 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 be a little safer and a little smarter and and uh, and learn lessons from this this last couple of months as a as a as a country and and as a community. So take care, guys. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, we appreciate it, brother. Great. have a good one.
0: Thanks, man.
2: So isn't Volus just the best, right? Dude, he's amazing. He just knows how to like lob grenades, and then he's got his like few words, like liberal state bullshit, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like, socialist like, socialist yeah. nanny state. It's crazy because you, you know, I
0: again, like you read his, you know, you read his, um, any one of his posts, and I'm just I, my assumption was he's was just going to come on and just be like, just crucify Newsom and just work everybody and any. you know and then he just surprises you by being so sort of thoughtful and, and considerate of both you know again i hate to use the word both sides but you know it's it's
2: really it is impressive it sounds to me like he has done his research yeah he devours information we spoke about that in the beginning of this podcast and you know he might like and to his point about like sensationalized headlines like that's what instagram is right so you read one of matt's posts and you're like you all of a sudden assume that he's a certain way ty- What did he say? Um, oh, he's just
0: tyrannical. Yeah. But he's a tyrannical,
2: he, he tyrannical elitist, tyrannical, something or other. Yeah. About Newsom. And so all right. of a sudden you have this assumption of what it is, but then yeah. you talk to him and you actually realize there's a deeper connection. Right. And that's exactly what he was saying to, to the point of news. Like these sensationalized headlines around COVID and then read in a bit more. And it's actually sometimes a great article on whatever side it is. So, yeah. So like, I mean, his news source is pretty awesome. I think re- I think regardless of, you know, like I will never catch myself reading Fox News or one of those of course like right wing stations. But maybe like to his point, it's actually like a good thing to like re- to create some kind of empathy for yeah. the other side, right? Yeah.
0: Well, I won't go into too much detail on why I was listening to Tucker Tucker Carlson. But I, I it, was, it was fascinating that, that I was listening to a little bit of, maybe it was like five minutes worth. I was trying to find a channel. And and Tucker was still on in the little portal thing, you know. And, and anyways, the um, it was amazing. Like the the, the, the way that it, it is legitimately a polar opposite viewpoint of my typical news source, right? And then you start to question which news source is correct and which one's not correct, right? Like I I I, I genuinely intellectually don't question whether Fox News is correct because I I know they're not, but you start to think like okay. If they're that far over to the into the weird, you know, into the zone of of, of you know, cr- crazy, how far um as my source of news over into the zone of crazy too, right? So I do think anybody that's that's smart at least at least even if you have to dismiss one information source because you've objectively you know recognized it as stupid, you've at least kind of you know gotten into
2: their head a little bit. And yeah, and willing to acknowledge that they might appear. On their side, they think your news source is completely the opposite oh, to the like extreme. So, right, that is that. And then, you know, one of the things that we were going to do, we were going to have Cell on here too, but Cell's interview, as did Matt, ended up being so great that we want to kind of have them live independently. And yeah. they both talk about a bit more than just the COVID, especially Cell. But, you know, interviewing people, we got all excited after doing Matt because it was our first one that we'd done for the show. And we were like, let's do more. And we uh, did this local surfer down at Topanga. his name's Russ Kino. And we were like, let's talk to a doctor that we know, and it's one of Chad's friends for twenty years and more. Yeah, I've known him for like thirty years, and yeah, he's a, I know he's a doctor. So it's always one of those things where
0: you know you surf with people and you don't realize how, how well they or or poorly in certain cases, but how well they're doing in their career. And and I, you know, I always knew Doc was you know was making making moves, but we talked to him yesterday, and, and we said, so I said, what's your what's your title? And he's like, you know, chief of of the emergency rooms, so CEO. Of St. John's Emergency, which is St. John's. If you don't, for those of people of you that don't know Los Angeles, St. John's is pretty much kind of the shit, right? That's the that's yeah, it's the a premier hospital, premier right? premium care hospital, and they are sort of on the leading edge of a lot of different technology and a lot of different science. Um, so we were very fortunate to just. Have the you know, the homie down the street be the CEO of, of St. John's.
2: And one of the things that he spoke about, tying it back to Matt and Cell is like in the news source was like what he says in his next one, which you can listen below, because yeah. we kinda just, we decided to drop them all three on online at the same time. Yeah, But what he said below is completely polar opposite of what you're gonna think, right? About like the CDC and whose information, all this kind of stuff. So exactly. It's, it's a short it's a short, punchy listen, it's worth listening to. He's like and they're bringing people back from the dead with drug testing and these new machines and everything. And there's even some stock tips in there. Yeah, <laughs> so, yes, yes, yes. The you should invest your <laughs> yeah. money.
0: Which, which we we are we you know we may or may not endorse. Okay. So uh, if you made money on it, then it was we, totally
2: we, on us. We may have put our PPP in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Into those stocks. laughs> no, we didn't. Please no, we definitely didn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Please, as usual, send us comments, thoughts, uh, topics for conversation. And uh, we'll address them next time. Yeah, just keep on keep listening for Russ, and then uh,
0: and following Russ will be an amazing interview with Sal Masakela. Take care.
2: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.